We've continued to make changes. Uh, 2019 was a, a, a stellar year for us. Um, we broke uh, $2 million in revenue, so we did $2.1 in revenue. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster, minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Dave Lee. He founded a company called Plus This back in 2012, which is a marketing automation and campaign toolkit. Dave, you ready to take us to the top? I am. Thank you. Thanks for having right. me. You bet, man. So give us a quick update on the company. Last time you came on, I believe it was January of 2019. Product's still the same or have you made changes? We've continued to make changes. Uh, 2019 was a, a, a stellar year for us. Um, we broke uh, $2 million in revenue, so we did $2.1 in revenue almost half of which was profit, um, which we've been very intentional about growing a profitable SaaS company. And we feel um, a little out of place with the rest of our SaaS brothers and sisters out there, but it's, it's what we're doing. We had a great year, tons of new product improvements. Um, so it, it was a really, really good year for us. And before we dive more into what the product does, tease us a little bit. What was MRR last month? MRR last month was 197.4. 190. He knows it yeah. exactly. So we're on the we, cusp of 200. We're like right there. <laughs> Very good. And of the 197, how much went to the bottom line that month? Profit? Uh, about 48%. 48%. Okay, got it. So we're talking like 85, 90,000 bucks, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. What does the product do? So the product is a, it's a campaign toolkit. So any, any small business using marketing automation, um, especially Keep, Infusionsoft, Drip, Active Campaign, even HubSpot, um, they typically can't do everything they want out of the box. And so we have a library or a toolkit of add-ons to help them do advanced marketing campaigns without having to build it custom. Yep. Yep. Very cool. And how many customers do you have today? We've got almost 3,000 paying customers. And we've got over 60 tools in the toolkit, anything ranging from video triggers and tracking to SMS marketing to uh, a big one this year was a, a deep Zoom webinar and Zoom meeting integration. Um, so webinar platforms, things like that. Dave, can people pay one time like each month and get access to all six zero or do they have to buy each one individually? Uh, 
that's a great question. We built it from the ground up at the very beginning, knowing that small businesses do not like to pay for every little thing. So once you have access to the library, you get access to everything. Um, so it's, it's one price. However, during 2019, we did change our model a little bit where it, it is a blend between, um, uh, I guess you could call them levels, but also usage. We went to a more heavily usage-based model and, and that has really helped drive MRR as well. Usage-based model? Yeah. So we do, on average, we do about 50 million campaign transactions a month for our clients, for our customers. What does that mean? Um, so if, uh, if you send an SMS message, that's one transaction. If you um, have a, a little watcher on a video and somebody watches that video and it triggers something else to happen in your campaign because they hit a certain milestone in watching that video, that's another transaction. So across our 3,000 small businesses, to process 50 million transactions a month is, is a lot. And so we knew, we knew that to be successful, we had to kind of create a hybrid of not just um, core levels of, of uh, where you come in, but also start to drive revenue based off of how, who's using it successfully. Mm-hmm. Am I doing this about 50 million divided by 3,000 customers? Well, that's like 16,000 per customer? Yeah, per month. Holy, holy crap, that's a ton. Yeah, yeah. These people are definitely active in the marketing automation space. They are heavy digital marketer users using lots of video, SMS, like getting very creative with, with their marketing automation platform. So what do you mean then when you say you moved your pricing to a more usage-based pricing model? Um, we auto-upgrade when they hit certain thresholds. So if they use a certain number of tools or hit thresholds on the volume uh, of transactions they do, we bump them up. Interesting. How many customers did you bump up last month because they hit a usage milestone? Do you know? Uh, Probably 25 out of the 3,000. Okay. Interesting. And people can also downgrade, um, but that is very rare. I I mean, as, as a... CEO, you always worry about introducing a new pricing model. And I was scared to death that we would have an exodus of customers moving from a mid-tier plan or a high-tier plan to a lower tier. And and that was just not the case. We had very, very little downstream movement. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's tied to usage, right? The question yeah. is... Tied to usage que- and also features that they didn't want to give up mm-hmm. or, or grandfathered um, thresholds. So are you measuring expansion revenue monthly? What is that typically? Uh, honestly, we don't do a good job measuring the expansion revenue. We should, we should do that. But I'd say um, of, of the monthly MRR growth, I would say 20% of it, is, at least 20% is expansion revenue. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So if you grow by 10 grand in a month, what you're saying uh-huh. is, you know, Couple two grand, grand of that. expansion. Yeah. Do you you measure churn? We do measure churn. Um, Churn churn was brutal end of March, April, and into May. Um, Our average, just the world that we live in, in small business, our (laughs) – when we started the company, churn used to be – monthly churn used to be about 9.8%. And we worked for years to get that down. And we got it down to about 4.5% monthly churn. 
Um, and that went up to probably six, 7% during the initial parts of COVID. We had an exodus of customers who just knee jerk reaction, but then things came roaring back out of nowhere. I mean, we, we started to hit zoom really hard, which was a big need out there. And, uh, our churn now is down to 2.9%, which is, we've never seen it that low. So we've seen a 36% decrease in, in churn. Yeah, 2.9 or 3% per month times 12 is about 36% revenue churn yep. on a run rate basis. Yep. Um, you have some expansion in there, but net revenue retention, it sounds like you're flirting with maybe 100%, something like 95, 90%, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Very cool. How about getting new customers? Where are you finding these folks? Uh, so there, there are a few different channels. One is working from, with consultants, marketing automation consultants out there that are working with their clients and they become resellers, um, either on a wholesale model or just a referral, like affiliate referral model. We also try to work directly with the platforms, with HubSpot and FusionSoft, Keep, Entreport, ActiveCampaign, and Drip, to get into their marketplaces, um, educate their frontline employees, and do anything that we can to get referrals directly from them. And then we do a lot of pay-per-click and just content marketing. Guys, up until April of this year, I used to pay a full-time designer $3,000 per month to handle things like blog images, podcast logos, slide decks, and things of that nature. And then a guy named Russ Perry came on the show. You guys might remember it. His company's called Design Pickle. And it shocked me when he told me he's basically bootstrapped to 18 million in revenue, serving 3,000 customers. What it is, is they set up a Slack channel for you full of designers. You post design projects and boom, you get results. They do the designs for you. In fact, it is also way cheaper than having someone full-time. I now happily pay for the past three months for Design Pickle. I pay $1,000 per month, and they're so quick turning all my keynotes around, blog posts, featured images, logos, you name it, they do it very quickly. So I said, Russ, we've got to give a deal to my audience. What can you do? And he said, well, Nathan, we saw so many downloads from the show. We'll give your folks 50% off for a limited time. That's $200 in savings. But again, the offer does expire. So if you want to try to get basically a full-time designer, but for just $200 per month, go to nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle right now. Again, that's nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle. So if you had to back into your fully weighted customer acquisition costs to get a new $70 a month customer, well, where would you peg that at? About 260 bucks. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's, that's not right. Uh, it's probably no. That's about right. It's about two fifty, two fifty, two fifty one. Two fifty. Okay. Our, yeah. Yep. Okay. So you're getting paid back there in you know three four months. Uh, yeah, about three months, three and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. Not not too bad there at all. Um, okay. Interesting. And then you bootstrapped the company, correct? Yes. Any plans to raise? No. Interesting. So so why do you do it? Is are you just sort of happy with the lifestyle? It's making cash flow for yourself. It feels really good, and you love your customers. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, so a, a few things, the, the, the addressable market is not the general small business market. Our addressable market is actually a fraction of that because they have to be on one of those platforms that I mentioned. So that shrinks the addressable size. So we don't need a ton of capital to go attack that. So it's kind of like a, you know, it's just a constant monthly you know, go for it. And, um, we don't need a ton of capital and, and we've intentionally wanted to create a very profitable business. I've been in both and on, on this gig, 
It's, you know, let's just keep growing it at a steady pace. Let's have a great pace for the employees and amazing culture. And let's just drive profits. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's worked. It's worked really well for us. Now, there are other ventures that, that we're doing and in the process of launching um, that that could be a capital raise scenario. But plus, this is not is not that. What are one of those? The other ones? Uh, we will find out very soon. <laughs> Are they other companies? We're not ready to announce yet. It'll be in the next couple months, though. What are, what are they? These are other companies you're planning on launching? Yep, yep. Other standalone companies uh, that will still, you know, we're in the business of developing tools for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial businesses to help them be more productive, make more money, uh, convert quicker, and just make life easier. So that that's the world that we live in, my business partners and I live in. Um, so... This tool that we will be launching and the business with it is is around helping primarily service-based businesses become more effective. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, we'll be watching. What's your team size today? How many folks? Uh, eight. We're still at eight, eight. Eight people. That's good. That's great. So do you do profit sharing with those folks? Uh, no. We just make a really fun, cool culture and pay out bonuses and things. We've flirted with profit sharing, but uh, they just want stability. Yeah. We so found. what do you do? What do you, as a smart guy, I mean, you've been through this before, so you know the drill. I put on, take off your founder hat for a second and put on your capital allocator hat, which many people say that's who makes sort of the best founders. You have 80 grand hitting the bottom line every month. That piles up. You have five, six, 700 grand sitting in the bank before you know it. Do you pay that out and reinvest it in real estate or other things to diversify? Do you leave it in the company and reinvest it? How do you think about capital allocation as a founder that's cash flow positive? Yeah, I, I look at it as an asset that needs to be diversified, and it goes across a number of, of different things. Um, personal investments, real estate, uh, the market, EFTs. Uh, I do a lot of charity stuff, so I give away a, a significant chunk of it. Um, we do fun things for the employees. Um, but another big chunk goes towards uh, is allocated towards funding the development of new products and companies. So yeah. it's, it's like a, a mini incubator. Makes sense, Dave. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, right now, The Fearless Mind by uh, Dr. Craig Manning. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I continue to follow Branson. Dude's a stud. Guy's number, a machine. Uh, uh, Richard, right? Yes. Virgin. Yeah. Yep. No, number, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Oh, man. Right now, it's Zoom, and I'm embarrassed to admit it, but that thing has helped crank things at Plus This and among the team, like keeping them connected while being remote. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you eat every night? Uh, probably about seven to eight. Okay, and situation, married, single kids? Married, three kids. Three kids. How old are you? Uh, I am 40. Seven, 48, 48, 48. Last question, Dave, what's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Oh man. Um, I, I wish I really knew that fear is created in our own minds, that it's, it's just that it's just an emotion. And that has stopped me from doing lots and lots of things in my life. And, um, you know, it's an ongoing thing to try and get rid of that fear so we can take that step. 
Guysplusthis.com is doing $197,400 per month in revenue, 85,000 of which is pure profit. They have a team of eight. They serve 3,000 customers, helping those customers uh, with all of their campaign and marketing needs. They process over 50 million, we'll call them events, every month for these customers. Each customer doing, call it 16 million events. It's an email, it's a text send, that's an automation triggered. You name it, they're doing it. Each customer paying about $60 to $70 per month as they look to continue to scale with a new project here launching soon. Dave, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate what you do.